Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You made us watch. Why'd you make us watch this? You made us watch something we didn't like. Next time we'll watch something we like. But we can't believe you made us watch. You, you made, made us, us watch, watch Euro Trip. Do you know who actually suggested this? No. On our Facebook group? Mm-mm. Ken Witzkull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ken. I love Ken. I, I do he's, too. He's fun. He's fun, and he just has like this ageless charm about him. Every time I see him, I smile. I'm like, look at that guy. Yeah, he's like one of those people that you just see, and it makes you feel good. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good. Yeah, yeah. He is a comedian friend of ours. Mm-hmm. We posted on the Facebook group what is a movie that you like, even though you know it's bad. And uh, Ken said Eurotrip. Mm-hmm. You had a very rough week, so we wanted to watch something sort of dumb. And this was. <laughs> <laughs> this was very dumb. Yes. I think I may have seen parts of it before. I've never seen any of it before. Okay. I remember when it came out because it was like around the same time as like a road trip and... A much better movie. <laughs> yeah. There were some other... I mean, there were a bunch of... in like American Pie. It was like the era of all of those movies kind of coming up, but I never saw Euro Trip. I am like super anti-American Pie. Yeah, it's a disgusting movie. It's, uh, it has such an unhealthy message where it's just like, listen, if you don't get laid before you graduate high school, you're a fucking loser. Yeah. And they also do a really awful thing to the exchange student, Nadia. Right. Where they just watch her change with a secret camera and then broadcast it on the internet. And that's a movie from the 90s, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it was like 90... Late 90s. It was like either 99 or 2000. It was like right around the time I graduated high school and I graduated right. 2001. Because there's a lot of really like rapey, gross stuff in Revenge of the Nerds, but mm-hmm. you can kind of go like, oh, well, that was in the 80s. and. But you have to remember that like late 90s, early 2000s was around the time that that book, The Game, came out. Yeah, that's true, too. Where, with you know, mystery. It, with mystery. And it was a very like girls say no when they really mean yes. And, you know, it was a lot of like, you got to trick girls into liking you. You got to trick girls into, you know, thinking they want to have sex. Girls want to have Meg sex. and Peacock, man. Yeah. Girls want to have sex. They just might not want to have sex with you. Right. So. So Eurotrip was made in 2004. It's, I, I keep worrying. I've been thinking about this all day that I'm going to end up sounding like Sam Gash, who I used to do my original movie podcast mm-hmm. with. And I'm just going to go, listen, this is really problematic. But man, is Eurotrip really problematic? Ooh, I mean, it has the same message, which is get laid. 
I mean, because the one, the uh, what's his name? The set, the Cooper. He's the one who's like, basically, I just want to get laid. I want to have sex with. I want to have crazy European sex. Yeah. Yep. And the other guy, the lead Scott, is like, I need to go to to Berlin so I can have sex with this girl who I thought was a guy who was his pen pal who he thought was named Mike but it's Mika which is a girl's name and he just all of a sudden is like no I love her it's not like hey you know like me you know like Mike and I are like really close and I just really like feel a connection like I think we could be really good friends then finding out it's a girl and being like oh this kind of changes everything it's just all of a sudden he's like I love Mika. Reviewing the plot. Let's just go from problem moment to problem moment. All right. First problem moment. Scotty gets dumped on graduation day by his younger girlfriend. Here's one thing I think it got right. I don't think it really slut shamed her at all. I mean, this isn't great, but she'd been cheating on him with the lead singer of a band who's playing at the party that they go to that night. Played by Matt Damon. Beautiful cameo, by the way. He looks insane. I love it. Went through all the producers, all the writers, all the directors. Yeah, there are multiple writers and multiple directors for this thing. That's so sad. Trying to figure out who Matt Damon owed a favor to. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, yes, the Matt Damon scene may be the best part of the whole movie. It is the best part of the whole It's amazing. It's it's one hell of a cameo. why the fuck did he do it? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he lost a bet. Maybe. You know? Maybe he just he always wanted to because he doesn't even sing it. It's a it's a different band. Yeah, he's uh, the band playing in the movie is, is the real is band. the real band. But he's the lead singer and is just lip syncing. Yeah, I mean he's doing he's crushing it. He's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. He's so. This has three kind of cool cameos, I guess. Mm-hmm. Has Matt Damon, has mm-hmm. Diedrich Bader, mm-hmm. <laughs> horribly underused, just yes. as a mugger, not even really doing anything. No, funny. he just kind of like. Makes weird faces at the kid for being weird about being mugged because he's in the middle of a blowjob. And Fred Armisen playing a creepy, creepy French, uh, creepy Italian. Italian guy. Which that actually reminded me, my mom, um, I don't think she ever went to Europe, but she had friends who did like a summer in Europe or like a tour of Europe or whatever. And her friends told her that the worst place to go was through Italy when they were taking the train because whenever they would go through a tunnel they would get groped. Oh. Now this is So that's <laughs> probably why they did that for this movie. Yeah. So that, but that's like late 60s early 70s when yeah. that happened. The three writers who are also the directors of this movie mm-hmm. are probably about your mom's age. So Okay. Yeah. Which is always weird when you have like these older guys doing going like, like hey, a- this is what kids are like, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially what happens is this guy gets dumped. He realizes his pen pal's a girl and that he's in love with her. And so they meet up with a couple of friends in Europe to go to find Berlin the girl. to find yeah. the girl. And tell her that he loves her. Which, I mean, I guess he loves her, even though he's only, he only knew her as... He thought she was a guy, and now all of a sudden he's in love with her, but whatever. Yeah. That is the entire plot of the movie. That's the entire plot of the movie. Okay, first problem. Cooper jumping into the hot tub with the topless girl and tricking her into fondling Fondling her her titties. Yeah. Well, he just stares. He's like, you got something on your boob. And she's like, here? Here? Is it here? Is it off? Oh, it's so cringy. Jacob Pitts played him. There are a couple little trivia things for him Mm -hmm. on IMDb about this movie that make me think 
this guy's probably a gross guy too in real life mm. in the very next scene the football players or whatever throw him back into the party mm-hmm. and apparently he was really drunk in that scene because they had real beer on set oh great and then um when they're at the nude bar mm-hmm. or nude beach mm-hmm. Apparently, he thought it would be really funny to not put shorts back on in between takes and when they would have lunch and stuff like that. So he was just this guy who was just like, yeah, this is professional. Like, there's not even a shot of, like, there's a shot of their butts and right. that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see anything. And their shorts are only off for, like, a few minutes until they realize, like, there's no girls on the beach. Right. That's gross. Yeah. So really, it's just one scene that he would be required to be nude for. Mm -hmm. And that's the scene where they run away from the camera. But according to the IMDb trivia, he just thought it'd be funny to hang out naked. Cool. Sounds great. Yeah. Everybody loves nudity that's put upon them. So that is the first (laughs) problem scene. The next one, I think, is when uh, Scott gets drunk and he starts basically gay bashing mika when she he thinks oh it's yeah. Mike and he calls him a fucking freak and yeah you know, don't he's touch like, my he, dick he's you like know? he probably wants to like no, touch your your yeah. wiener and stuff no dude's gonna touch my dick Ugh. yeah like that time like 2004 i believe will and grace was airing yeah so it's like even kind of gross for 2004 that he's like, oh, you know, gay guy, you better not talk to him anymore. Now, a lot of my feelings about this, because in all honesty, when we watched it, I was like, well, that's, that's dated. That wouldn't play now. But I still enjoyed the movie when we first watched it. But then the next morning, I watched this documentary on Netflix called mm-hmm. Disclosure mm-hmm. about trans representation in movies and television. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like super super woke guy again so oh it kind of started highlighting all the gross areas like even the fred armison italian guy coming on to the to the vaguely autistic kid is the just twi- like the one twin oh yeah. because you know uh gay italians are rapists like it's just kind of like it was we- yeah, yeah it was weird i mean like i don't know obviously there's a lot that's problematic about it while we're looking at it 16 years later which is weird because this is a movie that came out in the 2000s. Yeah, but it's also a movie that came out in the 2000s during an era when, like I said, it was a lot like when I think back to that time, you know, I was really young, you know, like 18. And also it was definitely a time where lots of guys had the no means yes mentality. Like you it just were 22 when this came out. Yes, but I mean, like, early to, like, yeah, around that time, you know, I was in my late teens, early 20s, and it was, that's how it was. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't have material in my stand-up from back then that would make me cringe now, mm-hmm. but, man. I'm trying to, like, not think, I mean, like, there's stuff that's just very, very cringy that I kind of can't get past, but for the most part, I'm trying to just, like, look at it through a lens of, like, okay, this is kind of what those movies were like then, Try not to, you know, try not to look at it with my 2020 lens. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's fair. It's, I mean, there's a lot, (laughs) most of the movie is problematic. Let's just kind of go through it and be like. Cooper doesn't acknowledge that Jenny, played by Michelle Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg, yeah. Is a girl. Yeah. Like, that's the running joke where he's like, oh, you're, no, you're just like a really cool dude. Yeah. So it's Jenny. And then what's her brother's name? 
Her brother's name is Jamie. Jamie. Jenny and Jamie. So they're twins. They're fraternal twins. And so Jamie, I would also like to point out, buys this insane camera that he won't let anyone touch. Mm -hmm. That at the end of the movie, he just happily sells. Even though they weren't nice to him even once. (laughs) No, even though they made fun of him the entire time and were kind of assholes to him, he sells it. Also, I have a huge issue with the fact that their passports got stolen and they were still able to travel Europe. I mean, there's certain countries they would be able to get into back then. But how did they get to Italy? Right. Like, Italy is not part of the UK. They were in the UK when they lost their passport. Well, they were in Amsterdam when they lost their passports. How would they get to Italy from Amsterdam? I really wanted to start watching the television series Justified, but knowing that this Jacob Pitts guy who played Cooper Mm -hmm. is in 70-some episodes of Justified makes me kind of go, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's a different character. Maybe You know what? He was also, how old was he when this movie came out? So he's 40. So he was only a couple of years older than me. Okay. When this came out. So he was probably 24. Honestly, that gross behavior makes sense to me. He's like every guy that I knew at college. Okay. Honestly, he might be a better person now. <laughs> Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Is I'll all give I'm him saying. the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping that he's a better person now. Maybe he's just a really good actor. Maybe. And he, maybe he's like a character actor and like Daniel Day-Lewis cobbled shoes for like Jesus. 13 years yeah. in a, for a role. Maybe he was just like, hey, listen, if I'm going to be playing this douchey American, I need to act like a douchey American. Yeah. I mean, I knew, oh, God, it's the amount of, like, penises that I saw that I didn't want to see in my 20s, just because guys thought it was hilarious. The amount of penises I got to see in this movie that I didn't want to see. (laughs) They go to Amsterdam, correct? So they start in Paris. Right. So this is how they decide they're going to get to the UK, is they're going to be couriers, which means you go to the airport and you say- They sell your luggage space in order to carry packages on a plane. So um, they end up in London. They end up meeting up with the Manchester- Manchester United uh, um, hooligans. Manchester United- Yeah, the football team. Well, the fan club for the team. And they get a ride to Paris, I guess. They, they end up in France. Right. And Paris is where the twins were starting their, their Euro trip. So they ditch the team and they go meet up with the twins. From there, they decide, all right, we're going to go to Berlin. With the Manchester United hooligans, this is a funny trivia. I don't think we have in the States anything comparable to football hooligans like the football fans um i mean tailgaters kind of but it's not as intense no it's not nearly as intense but someone felt the need to say all right vinnie jones plays a manchester united fan in this movie but in real life he played for wales he has never been nor will ever be a manchester united fan okay so they end up in paris They go out to eat and they decide, let's stop a few places before we get to Berlin or some shit like that. So then they go to Amsterdam. Is that where they go to next? I feel like they went someplace before Amsterdam. No, they went wherever they had the nude beaches before Amsterdam. I think that was still France. I think they were in France still. Uh, I thought they were. Anyway. Oh, whatever. Or maybe that was Italy. Maybe they were in Italy. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They end up in Amsterdam and Jamie is going to get film developed out of his precious camera. And he's been wearing this, like, money belt 
strapped to his skin that has like all their money and passports and like tickets on it. Yeah, it's very practical. It's very practical. It's like underneath his shirt. Mm -hmm. So I would wear one of those. I mean, it makes sense. I don't see the issue with it. But he's where, but that's where it is. So he goes to this camera shop to get film developed. I would also wear like backups and garter socks. So he goes to get film developed. Jesus, that's so dated. (laughs) And the girl in the camera shop is like, this camera is so hot. Let me suck your dick. Let me suck your dick. So she takes him out back of the camera shop and then they're in the alley and she's blowing him. And Diedrich Bader comes up from behind. The girl is not deterred while he's being robbed at gunpoint. I mean, it was a really nice camera, apparently. Apparently. And Diedrich Bader's like, give me all your money. And he's like, yeah, sure. Doesn't even hand him the camera. Rips open his shirt and just hands him all his money, passports, and tickets. Then they end up in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Where $1.83 gets him like, all this luxury, which is so racist. <laughs> it's super racist. It's really stupid. They're like, all we have is $1.80 American. And yeah. But then they go clubbing that night and drink absinthe. And then the twins accidentally make out with each other. Like big time. Like up against a wall or a pillar or something. When they're in Amsterdam, also Cooper ends up at a S&M club. Oh, yeah. Lucy Lawless is another. That's right. Cameo. In yeah. This. He thinks it's a sex. Cl- well, it is a sex club, but he doesn't realize it's an S&M sex club. And he basically just gets his balls destroyed the whole time. And I think he gets anally raped with a dildo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember it had like three different dildos and then a, and a feather, feather in the middle. In yeah. the middle. That thing looked violent. Yeah. Everybody has a bad time in Amsterdam, except for Jamie, who gets a BJ, but he also loses all their money and tickets and passports. And then I'm very bothered through the throughout the rest of the movie that they never seem to get passports again. Yeah, that really, really bothered you. Because I'm like, how are they still able to travel? Like, you need identification to even check into a hotel. What are you doing? Like, what the fuck? It's a basic thing. They could have just had a funny scene of them at the U.S. consulate getting their passports. Three people wrote this and three people directed this. I am very upset about it. Here are three other titles of what it went by. Ugly Americans, mm-hmm. 40 Days Abroad, mm. and What a Frau Wants. <sighs> Ugly Americans would have been a better title. Yeah, I th- feel like if it was called Ugly Americans, then I would have at least felt like the movie was self-aware mm-hmm. and realized how gross they were. But instead, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is why no one likes us around the world. Yeah. Because they almost celebrated the fact that, hey, look how crass we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um, I sort of feel like they went with Euro Trip because this came out after Road Trip. Yeah. So I feel like they were kind of trying to ride the success of that. I've been shitting on the writers of it, too, but they actually went on to do pretty good things after this, which I am, quite frankly, surprised by. It's Alex Berg, Dave Mandel, and Jeff Schaefer. Alex Berg works on, like, Barry and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, my God. And those are amazing shows. Yeah. He's... uh, producer on silicon valley Mm -hmm. he worked on uh seinfeld those are uh, all producer credits but he also Mm -hmm. wrote on silicon valley curb your enthusiasm and barry he created barry or co-created barry anyway well you know what alec berg i forgive you for euro trip 
because Barry is a great show. Dave Mandel, I believe, might be his partner because they worked on Cat in the Hat together and Curb Your Enthusiasm. But Dave Mandel also co-wrote The Dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, wow. That was a good movie. Was a writer on SNL Mm -hmm. and wrote like three episodes of Veep. Veep is an amazing show. He also wrote on Seinfeld. You know, it could just be a situation where, you know, they had people above them. Because it, it is a movie that feels very uneven. Yeah. And Jeff Schaefer also wrote on Curb Your Enthusiasm. But he is the creator of The League. That's a great show. And I was wrong. They're not like your mom's age. They're all my age. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, then, you know, they were... They were in their 30s, so that, you know, the 90s is when they were in college. So yeah. I kind and of, honestly, this this movie isn't all that different from a lot of movies that came out around that time. I think they were just trying to. And they're nerdy writer types. So mm-hmm. I think this is wish fulfillment, too. Yeah. Like, let's write as many boobs as we can. Well, yeah, there are a lot of boobs in it. Yeah. But there's also a lot of penises. Yeah. A lot of butts. I do think that it's very funny that we guessed a lot of the like tropes. Yeah, this movie should have been called Euro Trope. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. Like in the beginning of the movie when Cooper tells Jenny, like, you're not even a girl. We both looked at each other and we're like, so are they going to hook up by the end of the movie? How long do you think it's going to be till they hook up? Yep. Yeah, it was very, it was, I mean, it was an incredibly predictable movie, but I don't think it, this movie wasn't trying to be anything other than just a crass college movie i think if we weren't doing a podcast about this like if we saw it and then just put it out of our minds immediately we probably would have been like oh yeah that's fun but because we have to talk about it for like a half hour i think we're I know. both going like oh this is um you know what here's what i will fuck say you, ken Whitskull. <laughs> here's what i will say it's better than Waterworld. oh yeah yeah, yeah it's definitely way better yeah and you know what i feel like if i would have seen this in 2004 I probably would have really liked it. Okay, rank these three movies for me. Waterworld, Eurotrip, Streets of Fire. Eurotrip, Streets of Fire, Waterworld. Okay. I fucking hated Waterworld. Johnny, I'm sorry. I forgive you, but I'm still, like, I'll never forget. (laughs) Apparently, a lot of people hated Streets of Fire, too, because it is our least downloaded episode. God, I love that movie. Mm, It's not good. I mean. It's not bad. It's bad. It's very bad. It's worth listening to that episode just for my Michael Pere imitation. <sighs> Is it though? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen to the episode, but don't feel like you need to watch that movie. You really don't. I don't know. I mean, I thought this was a fun movie, but I mean, I didn't love it. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I'm not terribly surprised that the cast didn't go on to do anything much bigger. Like, this is... Yeah, like Michelle Trachtenberg did. She Well, she did Buffy before this, I think. She did do Buffy, I think. Or, yeah, yeah I think Buffy she, came she did before Buffy this. before this. Then I think right after this movie, she got a nose job. And then she was, like, on Gossip Girl. And oh, okay. She did, like, other stuff like that. It'd be interesting to find out who the writers had in mind. Like, if, if they're the kind of writers who write with actors in mind for Mm. parts because i could see this movie being significantly better with different actors yeah i mean i like michelle trachtenberg in it but she was probably the most notable person in it yeah because i mean yeah she was in buffy before this but she's she was a child actor like people know her from the adventures of pete and pete you know what i didn't hate this movie 
didn't either. I thought it was fine. I mean, I think, you know, maybe they just didn't have a huge budget. Maybe they filmed a lot of it in Europe, so it could just be that they just... Yeah. It might have been hard to get people to be in Europe to film. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, yeah, I think we could have... It could have been cast better, but it also could be a thing where, you know, they were trying to get unknowns to, like, launch, because that's kind of what happened with American Pie. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they were trying to go for that really That really launched Jason Biggs' career. That launched a lot of people's. A lot of, like, Tara Reid and um, Sean William Scott. Eugene Levy. (laughs) No. What's the... The guy who does the singing. I always want to say Chris Evans, but that's not it. He used to be engaged to Katie Holmes. He was in election. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy has a sad story. What's his sad story? The fact that uh, Chris Klein. Chris Klein. The fact that he was engaged to Katie Holmes when Scientology swooped in and was like, hey, we would like to rent a few years of your time, Katie Holmes. Um, So this is kind of a weird story to even share because it's like through so many different people that I know this information. But do not out the fact that because of Scientology... You are married to me right now. Oh, my now. God. Stop it. Anyway, and scene. So um, one of my roommates in college, Amanda, her high school friend, Molly, her brother was married to Katie Holmes's sister. So she sort of knew Chris Klein, you know, from like family stuff. Yeah. I mean, not a lot because it was like her it was like her brother's sister in law. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, they didn't really know each other a lot. But apparently she said that when Katie Holmes and Chris Klein got engaged, her family was really bummed out because apparently he was a big dumb asshole. So they were kind of happy. Oh, really? Yeah. They were kind of happy when it didn't work out. Oh, wow. Because I guess they just thought Chris Klein was an idiot and kind of an ass. Which I shouldn't say because I'm sure he's a delightful guy. And this is all just what I heard through, you know, four different people. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Or maybe they just weren't a good match and people were like, you guys should break up. And they were just like, but we love each other. I don't remember how I even met Shuja Paul. I think... He must have dabbled in stand-up as well, but he's Mm -hmm. a writer and director. He made a movie with Tara Reid called uh, Tie the Knot, and we were invited to like a rap party or a premiere party or something like that. Okay. And uh, I remember him telling me like, yeah, bring your girlfriend. Oh, I remember that. Tara Reid's going to be there. And, and we, we were, were like, like, do we want to go to a Hollywood party with Tara Reid? And then we were both like, no. No, <laughs> no. that's cool. I'm sure she's, I've heard she's a very nice person, actually. And I remember Shuja Paul being a very nice guy. Yeah. I think I just didn't really like going to Hollywood parties. No, we went to the one, was it a Christmas party for the animation? We went to a Christmas party for the animation, like, Guild, guild or something yeah or whatever and then we also went to that a couple of parties in the hills with um that one guy oh yeah where yeah. we like Ugh. watched the debates and stuff Ugh. i was like eh. that guy Ugh. don't say his name <laughs> um fucking asshole <laughs> don't say his name but the john Turturro looking yeah dick bag basically what it comes i mean the the few hollywood things that we went to i felt really uncomfortable very out of place it was very kind of gross because it was a lot of people who were like so what do you do what are you involved in how can you help 
further my career, like kind of thing. Like I was talking, although I did talk to one girl once who was involved in a show that I was watching and I was like, it's so good. And she was like, oh my God, thank you. The only thing good to come out of that wolf and sheep's clothing. (laughs) Don't. You need to edit that out. (laughs) No, I don't. Okay. There's no way anyone would get that. Well, anyway. The only thing good to come out of him mm-hmm. is that's how I met Ben and Lisa Diley. That's true. They're nice. And that was great. that was a lot of fun. I remember the first time we hung out with them because Ben Diley is one of the founders of the Lemonheads. Mm-hmm. We went and saw Lisa <laughs> in a play. We did. And then afterwards, the four of us went to a bar and <laughs> you pulled me aside and you were like, the Lemonheads were on every, every mixed CD I made in college. They were. Yeah. And now they are dear, dear friends. They are. They're delightful yeah. and they're lovely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love them both to death. Yeah. Yep. They're great. Yeah. All right. I think we name dropped enough for this episode. I know. I feel kind of gross. I don't. I'm known for my name dropping. I know. Do you need help picking all that up? It's all over the floor. <laughs> and Roger, Roger, I will not say that guy's name. I really wish you wouldn't do stuff like that. What? <sighs> anyway. So this movie was fine. I feel like I would have liked it more had I seen it in 2004. I probably would have too, son. I don't like this. I had to get the entire thing out. I don't like it. (laughs) I wish you would stop. Okay. It makes me uncomfortable. I I don't like conflict. There's not any conflict. I don't like the imagined conflict that you're creating in my head. Okay. I wish you would stop. Okay. I'm not going to edit any of that stuff out. I'm mad at you. (laughs) I know you are. So, Ken, thank you for suggesting this movie. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I'm not mad at you the way I was mad at Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're still mad at Johnny. Listen, I forgive Johnny, but I, like I said, I will never forget (laughs) Johnny made me watch Waterworld. (laughs) Oh, that movie sucks so bad. Johnny on the We Are Movies podcast is going to have on Louis Michael to do an episode about Waterworld. Johnny did tell me that he listened to our episode on Waterworld (laughs) and he can't disagree with anything that we said, but he still likes Waterworld a lot. That's okay. He's allowed to like it. He's allowed to like it, but I feel like he also there said should... that the extended Ulysses cut is available now. If he wanted, to. I don't fucking want to watch that shit ever again. No, I don't even care. I don't even care if it makes it a little better. Oh, speaking of deleted scenes and stuff like that, that makes movies better. There is an alternate ending for Euro Trip that what? I watched. It's on YouTube. What is it? So after all the hijinks at the Vatican, yeah, those Americans, yeah, they accidentally make everyone think the Pope is dead and that they've elected and that a new Scott pope. is the new Pope and that Scott is the new Pope. So he finds Mika and he does the whole thing like oh, I came all the you know way to Europe to find you and oh, I yeah. love you. You know what do you say? And she goes, "That's crazy. Why would you do that?" <laughs> So it kind of ends more realistically. I feel like I would have liked the movie. I would have liked that more. So much more if it weren't just like, yeah, crazy stalker who called me a freak. Let's fuck. Let's bang <laughs> it out Vatican. in the in the confessional. In the Vatican. In the yeah. Vatican. Yeah, they bang it out in the con- confessional like booth. And there's like ass flying off stuff yeah there's like there's so many shots of like a butt pressed up against something we have a full glass shower door i do like pressing my bits and pieces up against that you do do that you'll be like hey what's up like i'll go in there to pee and you'll be like me or i'll be in the shower and you'll walk up and be like me 
Uh, but it's me. different because we're married and it's consensual. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're being forced to see a penis you don't want to. That's true. I press my boobs up against her sometimes. You should do that when I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I have done it once or twice. Not lately. So, uh, yeah, this was Eurotrip. It was. And it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's another episode of You You Made made Us us Watch. watch. We're going to do this every fifth episode. If there's a movie that you think we should watch, let us know on our Facebook group. Yes, please do. And, you know, if we could get some slightly better movies, I would really love that. We have a lot of really good ones. We do have a lot of really good ones. It's just that you have to pay to, like, watch them. We rented this, but we were just in the mood for something kind of silly. Yeah, it was a bad week. (laughs) And you know what? It actually, like, made me forget about being bummed out. And yeah. It was fine. There's actually a movie called The Sentinel that was recommended that's supposed to be a really good horror movie from the 70s that I'm excited to see. Cool. I've never seen Xanadu. No, I haven't either. I know. That's on our list, too. I actually would be delighted to watch Xanadu. Yeah, and it's on HBO right now. Hell yeah. Depending on what mood we're in, when it's time to do another <laughs> You Made Us Watch, we'll watch probably either Xanadu or The Sentinel. Mm-hmm. I like it. If we want spooky. Spooky Halloween. Or if we don't, then we'll watch Sentinel. Isn't there like roller skating in Xanadu? I feel like there is. I feel like I've heard that there's roller skating, and I find that so delightful. The only things I know about Xanadu are Olivia Newton-John and the song, and I think roller skating. And I'm pretty sure there's roller skating. There's probably a lot of, like, lycra. 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 Every curve (laughs) of your body. Lycra. 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 Deep Uh, cut right there. Deep cut. (laughs) Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.